Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Spees, and as we move into the second year of our leadership podcast, the goal continues to be engaging with you, our listener, in fresh conversations that look at current topics and events impacting our society, the world of education, and the local church. Today, I'm here with DCC President Dr. Brian Smith and the voice of the DCC Leadership Podcast, Mr. Mark Worley, the Vice President of Institutional Advancement. Hello, President Smith. Hi. And Mr. Morley. It's good to see you all again and to have you on our podcast. You know, in this episode, we're going to revisit the topic that was our very first podcast episode that aired just about a year ago that focused on the importance of Christian higher education, especially as we consider the events that have taken place in our country and throughout the world over this past year. And boy, has a lot happened since last November. We had an election. We've endured a pandemic. Uh, If you think back to where we were a a year ago in 2020, we we weren't even sure about a vaccine at that point. So a lot has certainly changed and impacted us. So to set up our discussion, we want to introduce you to our current capital campaign that's focused on student scholarships and upgrades in our facilities. Uh, DCC's record enrollment this fall semester has added to the urgency of this need, and we believe that now, more than any other time in history, Dallas Christian College is positioned to make a significant impact in the world. Now is the time for DCC and its mission of educating and mentoring students for kingdom work. So before we continue in our discussion on that topic with President Smith and Mr. Worley, we'd like for you to listen to the audio of our Now campaign video. Now you're going to find the link to the full version with this episode so you can watch it in its entirety a bit later. But here's why we believe now is the time for Dallas Christian College. Toward the end of World War II, a missionary was freed from a Japanese prison camp in the Philippines the day before they were all to be killed. The missionary, in the midst of his celebrating, ran behind one of the buildings and saw all of the Allied soldiers killed in the battle laying on the ground. His thoughts turned to the sobering sacrifices these soldiers had made for the prisoners and for him. He then thought of the ultimate sacrifice that Christ had made on his behalf. Right then, in that moment, Vernon Newland made a commitment to start Christian colleges that would raise up workers for the harvest field, graduates who would spread the message of Christ's sacrifice. Later, on September 12, 1950, DCC's first president, Vernon Newland, and a small group of professors began classes at the newly established Dallas Christian College. The mission of this new college was simple, raise up workers for the harvest field and make it happen now. Dallas Christian College had humble beginnings in the inner city of Dallas, Texas. The first graduating class would be a class of two, a male and a female. The first graduate, a female named Ida Mae Goings, would also set the pattern for the future diversity of DCC as a full-blooded Native American from Oklahoma. Since its beginning, Dallas Christian College has had several incredible leaders as presidents, each one hearing the cry and the need for Christian leadership in the church and in the world. In 1968, 
DCC settled on the current location, a 22 and a half acre campus in a major hub in a fast growing city. And Dallas Christian College continued with the urgency of the times, the ever pressing need for men and women with a Christian worldview and the desire to influence the world for Christ. Throughout her history and throughout whatever has happened in history, DCC has been committed to the mission of raising up thousands of workers for the harvest field. The urgency of the words of Vernon Newland echo throughout history. If you are ever going to do something for God, do it now. Now is the time. Now is the time for men and women not to be taught what to think, but how to think. Now is the time to train men and women how to study the Bible for preaching, worship arts, missions, urban ministry, education, and life. Now is the time for teachers to enter the classroom with a Christian worldview. Now is the time for businesses to be led by those with integrity and a strong biblical background. Now is the time for coaches to mentor their athletes and influence them with Christian ethics. Now is the time for Christian counselors to be sent out to help bring emotional healing to those in distress. In a time when higher education seems to have lost its way, now is the time for Christian higher education to become a powerful influence in the world. Now is the time to educate and mentor students to be people of influence, engaging in their calling to the work of Christ in the church and in the world. Now is the time. So, Brian, it's pretty powerful uh, audio, and the video yep. is uh, is even more powerful. So l- let's take a look. Uh, why do you think uh, now is the time? Why do you feel the urgency as president of DCC? Yeah, I uh, sit at a time in history that uh, perhaps others have sat in before that they think that their time is the the most urgent, and maybe I'm wrong about that, but it certainly uh, – feels equally relevant uh, in this time period, even if not more. You know, uh, when we look at any of the issues uh, in our culture, just American culture, for example, not to mention the globe, um, almost every single issue we're dealing with, morality, ethics, um, political division, racial tensions, anything you want to insert, any any issues, I keep thinking uh, two things, really. Man, it would be really great to have one or more people in the mix there that are highly influential that are uh, are coming from a biblical worldview um, and that they um, almost every situation would be dramatically improved <laughs> if uh, a biblical worldview was be, being spoken into that mm-hmm. situation. Um, I'm not suggesting that, uh, you know, Christian leaders can get it all figured out. People are still flawed and they're sinful and there's plenty of issues in society, but um especially when you look at conversations about various issues, not to mention the issues themselves. Uh, coming at it from a biblical worldview uh, gives coherence, it gives peace and hope, um, and real answers to, to situations. And you know, raising up leaders with an uh, articulate Christian worldview that have worked through many of those issues, or at the very least know how to um, think biblically and know how to um, navigate complex worldview issues, um, you know, DCC graduates have been trained to do that. And, uh, and from other institutions like ours, we've been trained to do those sorts of things. And we're not perfect, but man, inserting 
uh, the right Christian leaders into a lot of these situations would just make a night and day difference. Well, the, the, the title really, or the, uh, the message of now just seems, uh, the urgent. I mean, it seems yeah. urgent. Now is the time. How, how did how did you come up with that? Uh, how did we come up with that right. idea? Yeah, of now is the we. time. Yeah, definitely a we. It didn't. It didn't. Unfortunately, drop directly from heaven. Or if it did, it came through a group of people. Uh, really, uh, multiple conversations when we were, uh, you know, looking at where DCC was in the midst of more the beginning side of a pandemic that kind of caused us to all pause and reevaluate things uh, like everyone did in their lives and for their organizations and businesses and everything else. We took that opportunity as well. Um, and you know, also believe that we've got some major things that we want to do for God uh, in our time that we have here. And so uh, we went back to some, some focus groups with faculty and staff and uh, alumni and, and, and many others and, and began to have conversations. Okay, what what are those primary areas uh, that that DCC should be thinking about in this time frame, in this um, in this current uh, cultural moment? To steal uh, a uh, a phrase from John Stone Street of the Breakpoint podcast that I listen to a lot, uh, have to give credit. But uh, you know, in this cultural moment, when we look at this, you know, what what do we do? Uh, how do we how do we tackle this problem? We can't do it by ourselves, but how do we do that? So you know, m- you know, many of our conversations. Um, really captured the kinds of things that we at DCC do with students and do in students and what God does with them, the kind of life transformation they go through. Um, But really kind of capturing that urgency of we need more of those kinds of leaders sent out. Uh, Literally, you know, more of them, quantifiably more of them, but we also need high quality Christian leaders uh, sent out uh, more than ever. And so kind of uh, bubbling to the surface in one of our focus groups, uh, we were all saying various things that sounded a lot like now is the time, but our our own VP of academics, uh, John Derry, just said it. So so something like, I'll paraphrase it because we didn't record it. Now is the time to do this. Now is the time to raise up leaders. And what's funny, it's kind of like when you when you buy a white minivan, you see them everywhere. Now I hear now is the time all over the place. Yes, that's uh, true. As, as a matter of fact, and, and yet uh, I, I don't think anyone's stealing that. Uh, I think it's really just a matter of at least in, in the... Um, in the world of Christian ministries and Christian higher education and many other related areas, we're all feeling this sense of urgency that we've got to raise up leaders perhaps more, more quickly, more urgently than ever. Yeah. You know, uh, when we were putting together some of the talking points, it, it was interesting talking about some of the drastic needs, the immediate needs in our society. And, and like you were saying, I hear some of those phrases. For for example, uh, we need people who are not taught what to think, but how to think. You know, some of phrases like that, that, that uh, man, in, in uh, secular higher education, a lot of times it's like, okay, here's what you're supposed to think. And what I love about here at DCC, it's, wait, let's teach you how to think critically hmm. And how to think for yourself and not just parrot, you know, somebody smart that you're you're yeah, talking to. Right. Yeah. So, so some of the other phrases like that, uh, phrases like we really uh, need Christian higher education. 
because we've seen uh, I was in, I was in a conversation this morning where they were talking about liberal higher education is really taking uh, the country by storm through their graduates. Um, yeah. So so talk a little bit about that 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 idea that the worldview that's being promoted, right? And not being able to think through that. Well, it, it, it's interesting that just this week I don't remember every detail, but there's. Um, venture capitalist money behind this and some important figures from higher education that have announced they're launching this new University of Austin uh, that is seeking to uh, kind of buck the trend in terms of all of the, uh, the what's become the norm in, in higher education. Uh, for example, allowing free thinking and free dialogue rather than cancel culture and that kind of thing. And I, I don't know a lot about that, but it's interesting that even in this in this cultural moment, there are those even outside of what would be considered Christian higher education that are rebelling against some of the things that are happening um, in in our institutions of higher education. So, um, you know, one of the other things that it reminds me of when, when you, uh, the, 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 the first part of your comments was, um, I, I see a lot of times in news, news articles, this, this idea of the echo chamber. Uh, yeah. And we can all be guilty of it. Doesn't matter what political side you are or what ideological side you are. You can end up in an echo chamber. You only listen to voices that you like, only ones that you agree with, um, and never listen to the other side. But uh, you know, more than that, I think that that you know, although I'm sure DCC could be accused of being an echo chamber in the sense that we do openly promote a Christian or biblical worldview, of course. Um, and yet, by seeking to teach students how to think and to confront other worldviews in a redemptive and kind and Christ-like loving manner, and yet with a critical eye of understanding what's really going on here, what worldview underpins this particular way of thinking, what about this moral issue, this, uh, th this ethical issue, what's really underneath it when you consider, you know, big issues like, you know, uh, anything from abortion debates to... Um, you know, uh, approaches to education, to approaches to racial relations or any of those things, um, you know, we as a Christian higher education institution are seeking to, yes, be open in the sense that we don't want to prevent our students from being aware of lots of other worldviews. We're, we're happy to read them and confront them and, um, and exist in the tension of, of reading things and hearing things that we disagree with. And yet at the same time, um, you know, we, we do openly teach that the Christian worldview ultimately answers the questions the best. And so, yeah. you know, we, we, we come to, but we want our students and the way we teach it, we want our students to wrestle with those questions. Uh, yes, with the grounding in the Christian worldview, but not with a, uh, not with blinders on, not with cultural blinders on. Well, I, you know, listen, I, in a, in an age of relative truth, yeah. I mean, we do have the truth, Indeed. and uh, he is the way, the truth, and the life. You right. know, so I think we have the inside track on this thing. Indeed. Uh, but the, you know, again, going back to the, just watching our culture and seeing how vital, how important DCC is yeah. in this this whole scheme of things, just adds a whole level of excitement, really. Um, so so. Uh, again, talking about the now campaign, what are you excited about in in the now campaign? This urgent need for uh, for growth. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things I'm excited about, and I guess I'll just I'll just hit them as they come to my brain. Um, you know, one one of the exciting things about DCC is that we're extremely ethnically diverse, and uh, 
in, in our world today, sometimes that can be a badge of honor by itself. Um, and, and that's good. I mean, you know, diversity is definitely a good thing. But when we celebrate diversity at Dallas Christian College, we look at it from a biblical worldview, <laughs> oddly yeah, enough. Yeah, I'm yeah. kidding. Uh, of course, uh, and we look at it from the creation account. We're all creating the image of God. Uh, but ultimately, we look at it from the church's perspective of all nations. Every tribe, tongue, every and tribe, nation. tongue, and nation, right? <laughs> um, it, it, to to hear the gospel, to accept the gospel, to live, to be discipled, you know, by Christ. And so we celebrate our diversity because, you know, very practically, it means that we're able to influence people from different cultures, different backgrounds, whether that's socioeconomic or geographic or whatever it looks like. Um, because uh, not only does that create a great learning environment, but it also creates amazing opportunities for us to send out Christian leaders that look very different from one another, that can uh, relate to cultures, you know, differently than one another, and yet are all absolutely united on, uh, you know, biblical worldview and the cause of Christ. You know, I was thinking about that uh, uh, recently. We did a meal marathon, and I, I can't remember how many meals. It's over ninety thousand meals yeah, that, right. that we uh, that we as a college were able. And, and you look across the room where they're packaging meals for the under-resourced mm-hmm. uh, children, people around the world, and uh, a part of a million meals being made. And, and I, I was just looking over the, the the whole room, which was filled with our students, mm-hmm. and I just thought, wow. There's this wave of diversity that is focused on one purpose. That's right. And that's the, the, the calling of God to do things for the people of the world. Yeah. It, it, I mean, just the, the wave of uh, diversity that right. was there was just amazing. And they were all working at tables together for a common cause. Yeah, you could tell they're actually enjoying themselves, too. And I think that, you know, our, our students come with all different levels of spiritual maturity, all different understandings of what it means to live out their calling in Christ and all those things. But as they as they pursue their calling, as they receive their education, as they're mentored, um, as they're developed, um, you know, it's amazing to see who they are now, but also who they become. Yes. And that, you know, we want to see them, you know, preaching to churches of 20,000 in Las Vegas, like one of our alums, or, or you know, leading a a, a, a public school as a principal or you know uh, running an orphanage or a school and all the all the many things that are our, our hundreds and thousands of alumni and former students do um, across the across the country it's amazing to see that not only is that work continued in what we do but I'm excited to see what God will do through just DCC but also in tandem with the rest of the church across the planet um, to finish the task. Um, you know, you've, you've heard me say many times that, you know, I'm excited to see where Bible translation is going and that in the next few decades, we might have scripture in every language. Um, and then comes the task of getting people to engage in that scripture over every language. And, you know, could we be in a lifetime where many of our graduates will be alive when the gospel has at least reached most, if not all people groups across the planet? Um, so that we can bring the gospel to all nations like we were told. Could we be in that generation? And and I sense an urgency, not only because I would kind of, like Simeon, want to be alive <laughs> for, for, the, uh, for the task to be completed, but uh, to be a part of raising up those leaders that can be a part of that global 
um, that global evangelization uh, be part yeah, of that. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that's one of the things that I get so excited about is that we are influencing the church. Yep. We're influencing the world with the graduates that we are producing, workers for the harvest mm-hmm. field. It, now, okay, so the NOW campaign is going in two different directions, yep. right? So why don't you talk about that emphasis for okay. the NOW campaign? Yeah, um, one of the things that's always been an emphasis in our, in our giving here but has become even more urgent uh, is, is scholarships. Scholarships is huge. Um, uh, like, like many institutions, uh, we, we welcome many students that um, are absolutely um, you know, ready to uh, follow their mission uh, that God has, uh, has invited them to be on and, and, and uh, can help us accomplish our mission of sending out those workers. But you know, many of them are under-resourced. Many of them are um, uh, not, not capable of affording a four-year education, certainly at a private school. And though we keep our costs uh, very low in comparison to, to many others, they still struggle. And, you know, um, every scholarship we have means one more worker for the harvest that we can prepare and send out. You know, every time we help a student, it means one student that is in uh, no or less debt than they would be and capable of doing more of what God wants them to do. Uh, all of those things are, are just important. And, and, you know, as we've seen a dramatic increase in our student body, I mean, we went from just under 200 students to over 300 students in one semester. Uh, that's a big deal. And, uh, that also means we have more scholarships that we have to give. Um, and I want that number to continue to grow because of our number of students. Uh, as I mentioned before, we need more students to sheer numbers to be able to accomplish the task of bringing the gospel to all nations. Uh, but we also need more um, more funds to be able to give away those scholarships and support their education. Yeah, I was talking to someone just yesterday, frankly, about uh, the, the donations that come in. Almost, almost entirely. In fact, you know, ninety-eight or ninety-nine point nine percent of every donation um, goes directly to scholarships. Yeah, and in fact, right now we're we're a little upside down in that regard. We're giving more scholarships than we're receiving in donations, out of necessity because these students uh, not only qualify academically for scholarshiping, but have very high need in many cases. And we want them to be students. We want them to be eventually graduates. We want them to be successful. And uh, and even still, you know, they they uh, many students struggle uh, to afford. Uh, education. We need more scholarships to to welcome more students and send them out. Yeah, and I think uh, as a donor myself, you know, I I think the idea that every dollar that I give goes directly yep. uh, to a scholarship for a student for a worker to be prepared for the harvest field, and it lightens their load, uh, especially nice. ministry students when they graduate, and if they have heavy uh, student loans and things like that, they can't. They, they really can't function as, as fluidly as they could. Right. And the other, the other side of that, uh, that coin for uh, now campaign is what? Well, um, for about three decades or so, there hasn't been much uh, built on campus. And, um, you know, we, we absolutely see the need and the time uh, that we need to do some pretty significant uh, building projects on, on campus. In this first phase, um, we want to focus on increasing 
our student facilities to give them, you know, common areas and places to fellowship, places to hang out, uh, fitness areas, uh, some more athletic facilities to really serve our student athlete population, which is very, very important to us and a, a place that we can have a dramatic influence um, and, and really provide spaces that will um, increase our ability to uh, attract and, and, and retain students to give them a great experience. I mean, you know, a whole bunch of our students literally live here all the time during the school year. And, you know, we want to make that as comfortable and as welcoming as possible, because the truth is everything we can do to keep a student for their entire four years makes a dramatic difference in who they become. Which impacts the kingdom of God. Uh, Yeah. In fact, I know that we're meeting in the gym now for chapel because the regular chapel just cannot hold the amount of students. Not so even close. it's a good right. problem, Brian. It's, <laughs> it's a good a problem. problem. Yeah. Yeah. To have to meet in a gym to, to do chapel is, is um, a little frustrating on a week to week basis, but absolutely amazing and something to rejoice about. I mean, we have classroom shortage issues. We have uh, too many students in the dorm. That's a great problem to have. And that'll have to be part of a future phase, but uh, we believe that that uh, now's the time to uh, really do some exciting things in our facilities in order to serve yeah. our students. That phrase now is the time. We found out that it was pretty incredible uh, <laughs> timing, I yeah. guess. And uh, we found out from a, a former president and son of the founder how uh, what an amazing statement that was. So why don't you tell a little bit about Vernon Newland, uh, his uh, profound statement. Yeah. So, you know, we ran across in a, in a, in this, uh, in a publication originally. And then I, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Melvin Newland, our fifth president, uh, son of the founder was here for our homecoming uh, this year. And we were mentioning this quote to him and, and he confirmed that indeed it was said at his at Vernon Newland's last sermon the Sunday before he unfortunately died in a plane crash up in the Kayamichi Mountains, uh, it was literally the Sunday before in 1974 uh, that he said, "If you're ever going to do something for God, do it now." And um, a little a little shocking to us in a way that this this had been kind of bubbling to the surface. Uh, focus groups were revealing this. Um, you know, it, it, it was our sense of urgency that we were feeling, and yet it absolutely matched with what was one of the, for lack of a better word, battle cries, you know, of, of an earlier time that our founder had that sense of urgency uh, as well. And, and it's always exciting to know that you're in the trajectory of leaders that have come before and that you're being faithful to their original impetus, their original mission. And, and, and really, that's kind of capturing what we're doing because you know, there's all kinds of things we could all be doing with our lives, but if you're ever going to do something for God, do it now. now. There it is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Scott, tell us about that. Yeah. So if you want to le- learn more about our Now campaign, uh, you can go directly to our uh, dedicated website. It's called DallasPartners.org. DallasPartners.org. Uh, you can see, of course, the, the video that we, uh, we played the audio for you uh, to start this podcast, but we also have another video that explains a little bit more in detail the initiatives in terms of scholarship and facility needs. Uh, but more importantly, it's an opportunity for you to partner with Dallas Christian College in meeting the urgent need that the world has right now for uh, more workers for the harvest field, more students that have a, a Christian biblical worldview. And I, I just think it's very interesting that a year ago we, we used this as the way to start off our podcast because we felt
felt like it was important. And little did we know that a year later, it, it's, it's even more urgent and a greater need. So thank you, President Smith. Thank you, Mark Worley, for sharing today. Pray that everyone stays safe. Hope you have a great week. And thank you again for checking out this episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast.